Blossom Your Awesome Podcast, episode number 58. Today on the show, inspirational speaker and teacher, Beth McGill is here with us. Beth is dedicated to helping people transform their lives, realize their own self-worth, and live a life full of abundance and purpose. I am so honored and delighted to have Beth here with us, sharing her wisdom, insights, and light. Beth, thank you so much for being here. Welcome to the show. Absolutely. Thank you for having me. Oh, I'm so excited to have you here. Now, tell me, Beth, let's get into your background, how you got into this amazing line of work, inspiring people to live their most awesome lives. I just love it. Oh, well, that's a huge question. Let's (laughs) just get into it. Um, The question that I've always asked myself is how can I help more people? It's just been something that I've always asked when I tried to look, I don't know, just inward, just looking at my life. So when I was teaching, I wanted to help not only my students, but I wanted to do other things. So I started like a gardening club and I wanted to be able to help more students. And and then as life kind of led me from teaching to financial services, the question was the same, how can I help more people? And I, I just keep asking myself that question. And when I ask that question, I also want to make sure that I'm in alignment with it, right? And so, yes, I was a teacher, I was a financial advisor, but helping people and making sure that I'm in alignment with what I'm doing has really been so important that I didn't question anything, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. And... One day I, you know, I'm working from home. I've, I'm a successful financial advisor. I've left teaching and I realized that I wasn't in alignment at this point. And it, my life didn't resonate with myself because I was successful. Everything's going great. But I realized I was not living in joy. Like I felt everybody else was happy, but me and, and I was happy, but I wasn't really, I just knew that there was something more like I was serving other people. I was helping other people, but this whole, just the thought of joy, like, where is it in my life? And I, one day I took my phone and I sat down. I have a couple of steps that go from my bedroom to my bathroom. And one day I sat down and I took out my phone. I set my timer for five minutes and I was like, and I'm in my fifties, right? I'm like, God, who am I? And I set my timer for five minutes and I, as hard as it was, I sat there and I listened you know, I, I wasn't doing anything else. I wasn't goal setting. I wasn't reaching out to clients. I wasn't doing anything but listening. And I tell you what, that changed my life. It literally changed my life and propelled me into having a spiritual journey where I started a whole nother business. And really that's, that's the most 
pivotal thing that I did that got me to where I am today. Wow. I love it. I really, really love this, Beth, because so much I want to kind of touch on here. I mean, one, I just, I love that, you know, you were successful prior to this. So I think, you know, so many times, as you know, people have it all wrong. Like it's not about money. It's not about success. And even with that, there was still this part of you that was like lacking some deeper inner fulfillment. Right. And I think it's so beautiful that, um, you know, even though you, like you say, you were serving people, you were helping people, but it didn't, it wasn't fulfilling you in the way that your soul and spirit was calling for. So talk to us about that on, you know, from like a spiritual space, what has this work that you're now doing more, you know, for you purposeful work, what is that doing for your spirit and soul? Oh my goodness. Again, you have the best questions. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just getting started. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. No, my life, even in the last two years, my life has changed dramatically. Um, So I started out by setting the timer for five minutes and listening. And I restarted, I started receiving words. And, and now I know that's called being clear audience, but I, I restarted mm-hmm. receiving messages in like 2018. And, and that's how I, I was able to develop my course and, and speaking and teaching people about the law of attraction. But I also have been just this amazing student and read, and <laughs> I've read tons of books and listened to many lectures and learned myself. And I, the spiritual part of it is that as I'm learning, I'm practicing, I'm doing it. And for example, teaching the law of attraction, it makes you super aware, right? Of your thoughts, because what you think about you get, Mm -hmm. and that's all based on the law of attraction and the law of attraction just is. So of course, if I'm teaching this, I'm also applying it to my life and I have, I don't have to be, I, I desire to be that, that example. And so spiritually it's led me to understand to let go. Right. So that's been the biggest spiritual um, education for myself is that I've learned to let go. I've learned to allow God spirit universe to, to co-create with me in a beautiful fashion. And it's not about work. It's not about efforting. It's not about trying. It's about being in alignment with who you really are and being in alignment with God spirit universe. Mm. So, and I continue to learn every day. Oh, I love that. We are kindred uh, souls. I just uh, felt connected to you from the very beginning. And I'm so all about this. I just, it's so powerful and beautiful, everything you've shared. And you know what I think is so cool, Beth, about what you are up to is you're not just someone who's learning and kind of regurgitating what you learn and saying, oh, okay, let me share this with them and let me do this and teach them this or but you're, you embody this, 
Like you are a work in progress and you're doing the soul work every single day on your own spiritual journey. And I just think that's so amazing and so beautiful. And it's, it's fun. It's that's where I get to be of service because I've, there are certain things that I figured out, you know, by doing a lot of work, a lot of exercises, a lot of going to live events. Mm -hmm. And what I did in my course and, and now in the book is that I've put everything. So someone doesn't have to go search <laughs> and, and spend years, right? So I've been able to put all of the, the releasing exercises, the forgiveness exercises, everything that like changed my life, I'm, I'm putting um, in the books to share with others. And just saying it, it helped me, it resonated with me, it changed my life, it it may or may not help you. I mean, we're all different and we're all on a different journey, but at least um, it's a place where there's a lot of resources and a lot of help and a lot of, um, a lot of other books. Like I said, I love to read and, and I'm always sharing books. I'm always sharing these things that have helped me. Mm, I love that. And I can imagine this, just you leading an inspired life. Um, tell us, does that kind of staying inspired? How does that, is that through the constant learning? How do you, what do you do to stay inspired? Mm. Oh, so once I, you know, I set out looking for joy and I always say, I found it right? I just, I found it. And it's because of that letting go and co-creating with God's spirit universe and opening up myself, but you're right. It's we're, we're all, um, I believe infinite spiritual beings having this physical experience and sure things, things happen in life, but I guess there's a few things I do. So one of the things that I do very first, when I first wake up in the morning is I, I focus on taking three, three breaths. I mean, the instant I have awareness of being awake, the first breath I take is just, wow, I have another day. Like mm -hmm. I have another day. This is it. The second breath, I have awareness of my physical body. Like I'm in this physical body. Yay. I, it feels so good. And then the third breath I take upon waking is realizing and focusing on, oh, today I get to do this. Today I get to, to share with someone or today I get to present to this company or today I get to I don't know, see a family member, whatever it is. I just think of one or two things that I get to do that day. And I have this ex, um, feeling of expectancy that it's gonna be a great day. And I just get excited about it. Um, as far as being in alignment, I, I, I was a te teacher of third grade and I'm still a teacher and I'm very organized. So honestly, I have a list, right? And it's right here. I, I love checklists. That's just who I am. So what I do in the morning is I meditate. I journal after I meditate. I have a vision uh, thing, visualization thing that I say. Um, don't know how to say it better than that. And then I get into my stretching and exercising. Um, I, and there's other things that I try to do every day. But those are really the, the four things that 
are very important in my life. The meditating, journaling, visioning, and exercising. So that helps me stay mind, body, spirit in alignment with, with who I really am. And that keeps me inspired every day. Mm, wow. I love that, that that's so, and just having that kind of wellness routine as the, the start of your day, just how beautiful is that? Um, I love that. Now tell us, you know, this idea of dreaming big, you know, living that dream life for someone who's kind of struggling, stuck, may not feel worthy. What is your guidance or advice to that person to kind of be able to lean into that dream? Right. So many things just went into my head. Uh, The first thing is, is awareness. If someone is not feeling worthy, it's, I, I teach that you have the ability, you have the power within you to change your thoughts. Mm -hmm. And that's really the first step, right? So if I'm feeling unworthy or undeserving or whatever it is, I, it's having that awareness that that's simply a thought. And if it's a belief, it's just a thought that I keep thinking over and over, but I have the power, like no one's in your head thinking for you. That's Louise Hay says that, right? Mm-hmm. In her book, You Can Heal Your Life. So there's no one in your in your head thinking for you. Therefore, I have the power to change my thoughts. Mm-hmm. I have that power. If I'm feel if I'm thinking that I'm unworthy, I can change that. So that's the first thing. We have so much power inside of us. And the first thing we can do is we can change our thoughts. We not, might not believe it, but we can get there, right? We can get there. Um, and the first thing is just to ask is to practice being quiet. You know, even if it's five minutes, even if you've never done anything like that before, getting quiet and listening because every answer that anyone is seeking, the answer is inside of them. And so that's where it's important to go inward. Um, so first of all, the thoughts and what was the second part? I'm sorry. Just, I mean, how you, you know, if someone's really stuck and doesn't believe in that big dream, like they have something, but they just feel it's out of reach. It's too big of a dream, but that's kind of what you're encouraging people. You want people to dream big. So how do we kind of break that, you know, from negativity or it's not possible to, yeah, let me lean into this. It is possible. Right. So a, a couple of things. One, if if someone has a dream, if there's something that they want to manifest and when they think about it, it doesn't feel good. Like they're that, that, that belief that, oh, I can't do that. Then that dream is too big. Because if your feeling isn't in alignment with what your dream is, you're you're hurting yourself. You're, you're opposing yourself in a negative way and it won't happen. Right. So when you have a dream, when you have something that you want to manifest and you think about it, it has to light you up. Like your energy, when you think about it has to feel good in order to manifest anything. So that's one thing. Um, in that case, I would say if someone has a big dream, if they have something that they want to manifest and when they think about it, 
it, it feels overwhelming, don't think about it. Instead, not that you can't have it, it's just you're, you're energetically, you're fighting yourself. Instead, think about something that makes you feel good. Instead, think about something that brings you joy now. It's not that you can't have that big thing, but it's just why, why fight yourself energetically? It's not worth it. Um, and, and another thing, if someone doesn't have a dream, if they've, what I find most often is that people don't allow themselves to dream mm-hmm. in the first place. It's like, no, you, you're here for joy. You're here. Like no one's saying you can't have anything like you can have this world is abundant, mm-hmm. you know? And the first question then is, and I had to ask myself this question over and over and over and over and over. What do I really want? What do I really want? What brings me joy? Because I was a successful businesswoman, right? Mm-hmm. But I had to keep asking my, myself that question. Is this it? Like, do I want to build a really big financial services practice? Is that because that's what I had in my head? Like, I had to grow this thing. I had to, I had to make all kinds of money. I was in a competitive man's world industry and I tried it's like putting that round object in a square box it wasn't gonna fit and it brought nothing but but just feelings of frustration when I didn't meet those crazy goals I was setting for myself so I had to ask that question for myself no what do I really want and and sometimes we think we want one thing but it's because it's what somebody else thinks, you know, it's what society thinks I should have. It's what my mother said I should have. It's what my grandmother told me I should do with my life. It's not, it's not really what we want. So a lot of it is releasing old stories, releasing old paradigms, letting other people's ideas for our life go, right? We try to hold on to that. We try to make everybody happy, and you can't make everybody happy. You can make yourself happy, but some, sometimes it's, 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 again, it's awareness and it's letting go. Mm. And now, you know, letting go of these old thought patterns and paradigms. I mean, how do we, what, any practical tips for that? So many. <laughs> so many. I'll just share a couple. One, I, I do share in the book and in my course, you know, all these different forgiveness practices that are out there are amazing. Um, so forgiveness is important. The, the biggest thing about forgiveness is realizing that it's not for the other person, it's for you. And mm-hmm. I love the practice of Ho'oponopono. It's beautiful. Um, and I do that sometimes with people in a, in a, energy session that can be very very effective as far as releasing old paradigms again it's awareness what i have people do is make a timeline of your life go decade by decade and ask yourself questions like so what was what was going on what was bringing me joy during age 10 to 20 whatever it is who was i living with what was what was going on what were significant events and really really go through your life and ask yourself, who is affecting me? Were there old stories? Were there things that my parents were telling me? Were there things that my friends were telling me? 
are these, are these things what I believe? For example, when I was growing up in Los Angeles, I would just had a regular family. My dad was a police officer, mom, stay at home, mom. Um, but I heard we can't afford it. We can't afford it. We can't, you want that? Nope, we can't afford it. And it probably wasn't that often, honestly, but as a child through my teenage years, that was a story that I believed that anything I wanted, I couldn't afford because that's what I was told. And that was a paradigm that I don't want that in my life. I can have whatever I want, you know, <laughs> like mm-hmm. what it's an abundant universe. I know that now. Um, But I did have to let that paradigm go. So real quick, I was at a Mary Morrissey event, live event, I believe it was 2019. And it's like, people always say, right, get out of your own way. And it's kind of the same thing with these stories and these paradigms. It's like, they tell you to get out of your own way. They tell you to let go these stories, but they never tell you how to do it. I was fully aware of my paradigms in 2019. And I was fully aware that I had things from my childhood that were just like in the back of my head, you know, and I wanted to get them out of my head, but I didn't know how. So Mary Morrissey live event, there's, I don't know, like thousand people in the room in this big ballroom in Los Angeles and Mary And she has some help from her assistants, but she takes these thousands of people and she puts us into groups of three. Now, as a third grade teacher, that alone was like an amazing feat. (laughs) And she, she put us into groups of three. And so I'm the person that's, and the whole exercise is to release these paradigms. And it's, takes 60 seconds. I was like, what the heck? Like I've been looking for how many years to get rid of this. And you're telling me I can do this in 60 seconds. Yes. And I'm telling you it can be done in 60 seconds. So the person, there's three people, the first person, let's say it's me, I'm in the middle and I have either person on either side. They are going to whisper in my ears, my paradigms I've shared with them. Um, we can't, you can't afford it. Or what was another one? Um, oh, you're just, you know, you, you can't have everything you want. Like you're from a blue collar family. Like, what are you thinking? And so I told them these things that just were in my head, these, my blocks, if you will. And so for 60 seconds, they start out quiet. It gets louder and louder. And they're telling me this in my ear at the same time, I start out quiet and I'm saying, I am more than that. They're saying the paradigms over and over. And I'm saying I am more than that. And through the 60 seconds, they get louder. I get louder. And it culminates in this crescendo of I am more than that. And that's all it took. That's all it took. It's such an empowering exercise. So I share that with others. And if you don't have anyone that if you don't, think that you have two other people that could work with you on that. Here's a suggestion. Make an audio. Mm-hmm. Go to Audacity. Make you make an audio on your phone and and repeat your your paradigms, your stories, just repeat it over and over. You can't afford it. You can't afford it. You can't afford it. 
just as an example, for 60 seconds, start quiet, get louder, and then play that back. And you say, I am more than that. I am more than that. I am more than that. And I'm telling you, I'm not promising you because I worked for me, but it is, and I've done it with other people and it's empowering. So that is a way that if someone has paradigms and things they want to let go of, it's a technique, it's a strategy, and I highly recommend it. Wow. I love that, Beth. Thank you so much for that. Cause that is such just great practical advice. And I know there's always people, you know, different things work for different people, but I'm always asking for guests to give us something really practical, really applicable that somebody can try right now. No excuses if they do want to break that paradigm. So I thank you for that. That's awesome. And I hope people are going to try it. And I'm pretty certain it's going to work for uh, a lot of them. So thank you. I really appreciate that. Um, Now, Beth, let me ask you, you know, your own transformation. Talk to us about that, because there was a whole kind of thing that's happened for you, right? Where you're in this space, you're, you know, kind of stuck, not feeling fulfilled. What was that? Did did that transformation for you? And I know it's, you're still on this soul journey and Mm -hmm. learning every day. Was that a... um, you know, kind of instantaneous or what was that like for you when you started to kind of turn this corner and have a deeper kind of experience in this incarnation? Sure. So when I, I told you about the very first day I set my timer for five minutes and I asked, who am I? And I heard a word. Well, I thought there's something to this. So I'm going to keep going. And every day I heard a word. After a while, I thought, well, this is really fun. I'm going to start journaling the words. And it kept coming and coming. And then I thought, well, that's really fun. I'm going to start looking up the synonyms for these words because there there must be a meaning behind it. And that continued for about 90 days. And I, I say that as an example of I simply was in this receiving mode where it was subtle, but something would come and I would get ideas. And that's really where my expansion started. And a couple couple months later, I was sitting at a Bob Proctor live event right before the one I told you about in 2019. And Bob Proctor, God love him. Um, He was up at the podium. He's in his age. He's you know, he recently passed, but at the time, you know, he's in his eighties and he's up there and he would lecture for a full day and still be just so energetic. And he looked out at the audience and he said, I love teaching the law of attraction and I'm going to keep teaching the law of attraction as long as I live. And then he said, and you can too, like, this is amazing. Anybody can teach this. And I thought, and I was way in the back of the room and I instantaneously felt like he was talking to me. And then from that point on, I just thought I could teach this. I could share my experience. And, and it's just been subtle like that 
since 20, uh, 2019, it's been subtle, it's been growing. I've allowed myself to be open and vulnerable and listening. And the information just keeps coming and coming. And then last year, well, the workshops, it, it's just been fun. Like I'll, I'll do a workshop live. I get a really good response and then I, I get it online. And then my, and then they want another, an advanced course. And so, okay, I open myself up again. I get downloads and I do an advanced course. And, you know, it's just been ongoing and day to day and just allowing myself to be open and, and receiving the information. And every day I ask, um, I, I want to receive in order to help others. That's that's kind of my mantra during my meditation. Let mm -hmm. me receive so that I can help others. And so, yes, it hasn't been instantaneous, but from going from a place of not recognizing joy in my life to, to being in a place where I have um, joyful moments all day and, and being inspired and being excited and seeing the beauty and joy all around me all day long um, is, is a pretty phenomenal transformation. Mm, wow, I love it, Beth. I absolutely love that. Now tell me, in relation to the law of attraction, I feel like so many people get it wrong. Like, what is, what is that myth about the law of attraction? What are people missing? Mm, yeah, it can be really subtle, can't it? Mm -hmm. um, the law of attraction is simply you get what you think about. The problem is most people think about mostly about what they don't have. They think about the lack of it instead of having the feeling of having it, if that makes sense. So mm -hmm. if someone, uh, I want to attract, you know, a million dollars and They've never had a million dollars. They have no idea what it feels like. You know, it's just something random out there. Um, and they don't believe it. It's not going to happen. So mm -hmm. what they're really feeling is, I don't have any money. You know, <laughs> I'm poor. I'm broke. Uh, if that's someone's vibration, then because the law of attraction does not respond to our words at all. You know, you can say all day long, I want abundance, I want prosperity. The law of attraction does not respond to our words. It responds to vibration. Mm. So you can say, I want to be rich, but you're thinking I'm poor, you know, or your, your vibration is I'm not worth it. Your vibration is I don't deserve it. Mm -hmm. The law of attraction gives you whatever your vibration is putting off. So I would say that's the biggest myth or mistake. Mm -hmm. And now how do we kind of um, break that habit or how do we learn to tap into that feeling, you know, rather than living from a place of lack and saying, I want this, I want this, I want that. How do we begin to vibrate in the way, in that way to bring the stuff to us. The easiest way to raise your vibration, the easiest way is to be 
in a feeling of profound gratitude every day, every moment. Mm -hmm. We have so much abundance in this world. It's learning how to be in gratitude. I'm so grateful for this, the, uh, for this conversation. I'm so grateful for I have an abundance of air to breathe. You know, it's like, I tell it's, it might seem kind of silly, but I tell people, think about everything that you, that is abundant in your life, like toothpaste, toilet paper. Like, I don't care. Like go crazy, walk around the house. What do you have an abundance of? What are you grateful for? And, and to start to tap into that feeling of gratitude, because that's the easiest way. And then it's having the awareness of really what lights you up. Is it for me, it's exercise. I love to exercise. I love to surf. I love to be in nature. It's what can you do right now in this moment to bring you joy? Because it's your choice, right? Is do you like to listen to music? Music raises your vibration. Put on a put on a happy song and have a little dance party. You know, we there's so many things that can bring us joy, so many things in the moment. And then you start to increase your vibration and more and more because now you're aware of it. So I could go on and on, but yeah, mm. gratitude is the easiest way. I love that. And now, you know, you teach people that, so you truly believe as do I, um, but I'm affirming this on your end <laughs> that everyone has um, a purpose and something that's going to give them this deeper inner fulfillment. Yes. So every everyone's soul is different. Some people go through life never, you know understanding what their their purpose was it takes a certain amount of enlightenment to even realize that hey i might have a, a destiny <laughs> i might have a purpose here um but once you do get to that place because you have you have to understand that that you do and then it takes um and it takes opening yourself up to find out what that purpose is. But yes, I believe that everyone does have a, a, a soul's calling, if you will. I call it a yearning of your soul. And when you allow yourself to be quiet and listen, then you can hear that, that calling that your soul has for you. Hmm. Most people might, might not ever listen, but they're not my audience. You know, I really want to reach those people that think, hmm, I wonder if there's something out, out there more for me. I, th I think there is. I think there's more in my life. I think there's, I think there's something that I'm supposed to be doing here. Um, I might not know what it is, but those are really the people that, that I want to be of service to, that I want to be able to help. So yes, definitely. Mm. And now would you say through this work that you're doing, are you, um, how has doing this kind of deeper work, uh, you know, it seems that it's much more fulfilling for you. So how, what has that done for you? 
How has it been fulfilling for me? Well, or it, it seems it is fulfilling for you because you're helping people, right? You're doing mm-hmm. this amazing work, but, but, and what does that do for your own soul? Like, how is that for you on a personal level? Yeah, I, I believe that it, it it's a win-win, right? So when it feed, it feeds my soul, I, I expand, I'm expanding as I'm helping others to expand and I can feel it. For example, yesterday I was asked back to speak with a company and all the employees. I had done a workshop for them. They wanted me to come back. And this time there were no expectations. I didn't know what they wanted me to do. I spent quite a bit of few hours with God's spirit universe, figuring that out and was able to go through this workshop yesterday with this company and the results and the ahas and the conversation that was had between the employees and the owners were amazing. Like I could not have planned it out, right? I always tell people like, I'm a conduit. Like if source tells me to tell you something, I'm going to tell you. And that's kind of what happened. And it was just such an amazing result. And that, that leads to my own personal expansion and my own personal um, spiritual development. Mm, I love that, that, that is so amazing. I just, I love this just idea and notion of this always growing, always evolving and kind of just embodying what you're putting out there and like receiving it back. You know, it's this gift that you're sharing with the world, but it's, it's filling your cup as well. And that's so beautiful. And, and real quick, So here's a concrete example, right? So last year I met this woman last spring, I met this woman from France and she trained me how to do energy work. Um, And so I've been doing energy work for about a year now. And before this, honestly, because I do work out and do a lot of exercise and stuff and surf, um, I was always going to the chiropractor, always and, and, and getting a massage. Cause I was always in pain. I was always working out now in the last year, I've increased my workouts. I haven't been to the chiropractor mm-hmm. and, and I asked my trainer, I'm like, is that, is that an effect? And she said, absolutely. Yes. Yeah. So by helping others and helping them in their physical body, like energetically, I'm healing myself. And now on purpose, I heal, I'm able to heal myself every day. So that's a real concrete example, I guess, of my, my own expansion and its side benefit. <laughs> mm, wow. I love that. That is so beautiful. Now, Beth, I want to first and foremost, just say you are such a light and I just thank you today for your time and all of your wisdom and insights that you have shared with us. I'm so uh, just honored to have had this time with you. Oh, you're so welcome. Oh my gosh. It's been fun. Oh yeah. Sharing. (laughs) Yes. You have been amazing. So now in closing, I want to ask you if there is one, uh, you know, message, some, uh, your hope for the world 
some words of wisdom, what would you like to leave us with? Mm. I believe that the main focus, the end result I know that I want to share with people is that they can live in unconditional love for themselves and for others. And being in unconditional love with yourself and with others is really um, what we're here to do. Florence Scovel Shin in her book, The Game of Life and How to Play It, which if you haven't read it, it's, mm-hmm. it's a have to. Mm-hmm. Um, she says that there are th- three goals to life in this game of life. One is non-resistance. Two is fearless faith. And three is unconditional love. And I firmly believe that. So I, I love I love playing by those rules a fearless faith, non-resistance. And non-resistance to me is that letting go peace um, and then unconditional love. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I love it, Beth. You have been so awesome. Thank you so much. Absolutely. It's been fun. Thank you.